Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button. And if you're really feeling good, let's leave a comment because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. Welcome back, everyone. We are back for season two, and I could not be more pumped about this upcoming season. I'm so proud of some of these great new episodes that will be coming out in the next few weeks. These episodes are hilarious and just as wild and crazy as you'd expect. But I hope everyone is staying safe and enjoying the holiday season as best as they can. And I know it's going to be tough, especially with the COVID surge going on right now, but please try and stay safe for you and your loved ones. And please, let's try to fucking just kick this stupid-ass disease to the fucking curb. I miss going out and seeing friends and family too, but I also don't want to get them sick either. So let's try to kick this bitch to the curb, alright? And please, just wear a mask. Today, we got a wild and crazy story that I've been thinking about for quite some time, actually. This is another one of those crazy short stories that will make you laugh, smile, think, and maybe even cry a little bit. Well, maybe not cry, but who knows at this point. I don't know how emotionally stable you are right now, so who am I to judge in all honesty? And if you want to cry, cry that bitch out. Get it out of there and why hold back those emotions? Alright, well back to today's episode. So today's story is actually a famous love story from the Qing Dynasty. Oh, isn't that cute? But you know that we're going to change it up, so get ready for all those freaky-deaky changes we're about to do. The original is called Liu Qing, from the collection called Jiu Shao Suo. Now, the literal translation for this title is called to show forgiveness, and the translation of the collection is called Old Novels. Real original, right? Well, this story is going to be about love, but also about jokes, but we'll talk about that after the story. And without any further ado, let's start today's story, The Lost Lover. In the 17th century, there was all sorts of shit going on that would not fly today. And just as you can guess, this story is going to go into all of those. So, in the 17th century, before toilets were invented, there were all sorts of wheeling and dealing going on in the world of Europe. I mean, come on, wasn't there that one king who couldn't have a son so he slopped the head off of his wives until they finally gave him one? What? The fuck? Okay, okay, okay. Now that we got that out of our system, let's continue. In a small village up near present-day Manchester, there was a young girl who had a strange accent for that area. This young woman had an accent that many people have never heard of before. She just talked a little different than everyone else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was if she had a voice from the new world that that chump Columbus found a few years back. 
Well, actually, like 200 years before, but get over it. You know what I mean. It's a story. So this young woman, whose name was Lacey, by the way, was a serving maid for one of the local higher-ups in the village. She was very sweet, kind-hearted, and she did her job very well, but she was young. At this time, she was roughly about 16 or 17 years, give or take, and she was working as the serving maid for quite some time now. She actually loved her job, though. She got to hang out with higher-ups, kiss some asses, and hopefully she thought all this good work and ass-kissing would finally pay off down the road. Well, like she hoped, one day her master came over to her and sat her down in the dining hall. Lacey, how are you doing? All good in the hood? Oh, and also this village was known for using a weird vernacular in the 17th century. So that's why they're talking like this in the 17th century. You get it? You get it? Hello, sir. I'm doing all right. Everything is great. I can't wait for the archery tournament next week. Hopefully that Robin Hood guy can take the gold again. Oh, I like him too. He's got class and style. Can't teach that. He's sexy as fuck. Like a good tasty treat. Well, the reason I called you in here today is because you're at the age of marriage. Age of marriage? (laughs) Come on. Are you going to sell me to one of those creeps that have been grabbing my ass all this time? No, no, no. Those guys are all dead. I took their village because no one touches my serving wenches like that. The two of them high-fived. Actually, I was thinking about giving you over to marry another one of the servants. Which one? Not Andy. He's a huge slob and he fucking drools all the damn time. Oh, hell, not Andy. Thank you, God. I was actually thinking about Lex, the other one. Uh, Nice man, Uh, nothing really too bad, and he's a pretty nice fellow. What do you think? Well, he's not Andy, so that's definitely a plus. That isn't really saying much at all, is it? Well, I don't have anything against Lex. Yeah... That'll be fine. Well, do I get any say in this at all? Nope, not really. I just wanted to put it nicely in a way that I was going to marry you to Lex. Well, shit. Let's get this shit started. Where's my prince? Lacey and her master went to find Lex, and after a short while, they decided that they would get married on the next full moon. Which, in this story, was about three weeks away, let's just say. Lacey and Lex got along fine and did that stuff that soon-to-be newlyweds usually do and all that shebang, you know, all that crap if you've gotten married. One day, Lex rushed home and burst through the door. Oh, hey, huh? Hi, hon. There are a lot of big burly men that really would like to slit my throat. So, um, I bid you adieu. Wait, what? Lex began packing his satchel and Lacey came over to him. What's going on? You aren't answering my question. Um, to put it lightly, uh, shit went down and I pissed off a lot of people. So, I'm just gonna skip town. What went down? 
We're supposed to be getting married in a couple weeks. I'd like to know what the fuck's going on. All right, sit down. Lex sat Lacey down and held her hand. So, you know that horse track on the edge of town? Yeah, what about it? There was this horse. Beautiful, glorious, majestic even. A beautiful white stallion. I had no choice but to bet my entire life savings on it. Five times over. You fucking lost, didn't you? And Circle gets the square. So now I gotta bolt before they come here and chop my winky dinky off. Got it? Wait. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Are they gonna come and get me? Oh, no, no. Uh, we're technically not wed yet, so uh, they don't know a thing about you. But uh, yeah, if anyone asks, you never knew a dashingly handsome, gorgeous man in crippling, crippling debt. I'm not some whore. I will stay faithful to you as I was given to be your wife. Yes, yes, of course. Whatever you say, honey. Lex finished grabbing his things and said to her, All right, boo, time for me to head off. I hope we meet again someday. Wait, don't go. I have a few more qu- And just like that, he slammed the door and disappeared. As she sat there, she had no idea what was going on, and all she could think was, Shit. Now there's no way I'm getting my fucking deposit back on our wedding carriage and all that goddamn food we ordered. But the days went by and Lex was never seen again. So, like any good serving maid, she went back to her old master and told him what was going on. She continued to tell him the story about how he just showed up and then left, never to be seen again. Well, it's just a shitty situation. I mean, those deposits, they were a pretty penny. You want to marry Eddie? A little slobbery guy, but he means well. Fuck that noise. I'd rather die than marry that mouth breather. Fair enough. Okay, well, what about me? Would you want to join me as one of my chambermaids? Again, that's a no from me, boss. Why not? You're my master. I'd rather die than be a chambermaid for anyone, including you, whenever you're feeling frisky. Fair enough. Well, how about you just pick up where you left off as a serving maid? I guess. I mean, I already know how to do that job pretty damn well. Alright, let's go and give Olga a hand in the kitchen washing the plates from dinner. Sure. Is my apron still here? It's just where you left it, but I'm glad to have you back, Lacey. Lacey headed back into the kitchen and started giving Olga a hand with the dishes. Oh, 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 I need to tell you a little bit about Olga before we go any further. Olga, Olga, Olga. Oh, she is a funny lady. Olga was an older woman who had been a serving maid for the master for countless years. And she wasn't the prettiest woman by any means, nor the sharpest tool in the shed. But it is rumored that her and the king have had a fling on and off for years. Now, I personally cannot say if that's true or not, but there was something between the two of them. But she made up for that with her wit and kind heart. She had a good heart and was nice and always gave helpful words when people needed it most. Okay, back to the story. Where were we? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Olga and Lacey doing the dishes. Lacey? Oh, you're back. My, 
How I've missed you all and your cute little butt. Oh, Olga, it's really good to see you again. How have you been? Oh, you know, same old, same old, just scrubbing and dubbing. Uh, Olga, what in the fuck does that even mean? Well, it means whatever you think it means. And, uh, you know, keep it to myself. I am a woman of mystery after all, especially in bed. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine, Olga. Oh, you can certainly try and imagine about me and my pudding pop. Uh, your what? Oh, don't you mind? So, are you going to tell me what happened with that Rex fella? His name was Lex, and he just dropped off the face of the earth one day, and then the master tried to marry me to Eddie. Eddie? Ooh, the mouth breather. Yep, I gave that a hard pass, and then he said I should become one of his chambermaids. I turned that down, too. Why on earth not? Chambermaids just have the one job, and it's to get down and dirty with him. <laughs> and it could be worse, boy, it could be worse. Ooh, you could be cleaning out the chamber pots. That's true, but I really liked Lex. He was a good dude, besides his hidden gambling debts that made him skip town. Oh, love. Shit. You're in a really shitty situation. But, in all honesty, you're not going to give up on Lex. You might as well take the chambermaid offer from the master. Why? Because, while you're getting down to Pound Town... We can keep searching for Lex, and hopefully you can be reunited. But what if I don't want to be a chambermaid? If you don't want to be a chambermaid, then the master will sell you off to some riffraff from the south. You know, the cockney slag rags. And then your chances of getting back together with Lex will be slim to none. You actually have a good point, Olga. Damn right I'm right. I can't remember the last time I was wrong. The two of them finished cleaning up the dishes and went about their business. After a few days of crying and hiding, she realized what she had to do and headed into the master's chamber. Lacey, good to see you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Um... I kind of wanted to talk to you about your offer. You know, about me becoming your chambermaid. Wait, what? Are you serious? That offer is always on the table for you. Well, let's see what I've been missing while you were here with that clown, Rex. His name was Lex. Yeah, 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 whatever. The two of them did the dirty deed and, you know, yeah. Over the next four years, Lacey still kept her hopes up for the return of Lex, but he never returned. One day, as Lacey was doing the dishes, Olga came rushing into the kitchen with a huge smile on her face. 
Oh, Lacey love, you never guess what I just heard from that cute guard over there. <laughs> Cooey! <laughs> what did you hear, Olga? I really don't have time for this right now. Oh, no, trust me, it's not gossip. I heard a certain someone has come back and paid off their debts. Wait a minute, what did you say? Let me give you a clue, love. His name starts with L and ends with X. Lex? Oh my god, you got it right this time. You didn't say Rex. You bet your cute little butt he's back. <laughs> Stop talking about my ass. I know you talk with all the other girls about how jealous you are of my ass. You should be taking that as a compliment. So, where's Lex? Oh, I haven't got a clue. I only heard he came back and paid off his debt to the horse track. Just as she finished her sentence, the door swung open and her knight in shining armor literally walked in the room. Well, he wasn't in armor at all. He was just wearing normal 17th century clothes, I guess, but you get what I mean. I have returned to you, my darling. About fucking time. Olga, be nice. Now let's go get married. You still game? Does a bear shit in the woods? Um, yes? Yes! That's a yes, you fool! Olga, be nice. That is my husband you're speaking to. Oh, look at you two. Lex and Lacey left the kitchen and went off to get married at the nearby church. Kind of like Vegas. Wait a moment! I going to have to finish cleaning all these dishes by myself? Oh, that's absolute bullshit. While Olga finished cleaning up the dishes, the two lovebirds got married and did all that fancy stuff. And they didn't even get a prenup. Lacey still needed a job, so she continued to be the serving maid at the castle. But during all this time, it got pretty awkward between her and her master. You know, because they were, they banged before it's awkward. Lacey ignored the master, like when your crush in elementary school would pass by and you would pretend you're busy. But this master was not having this shit one bit. He would often make passes at her and try to get her in the sack, but because she was a married woman, she would always decline. This pissed the master off more than you can imagine. So, like any master... He took some action and he had her taken to the stables to be whipped. Just as she was being whipped, the master searched for Lex to have a quick word with him. And soon the master found him in the city and began speaking to him. Well, well, well. If it isn't Mr. Big Debts over here. Hello, master. What can I do for you? I'll just get to the point. Just how much money do you want for Lacey? Damn. That was straight to the point. He must use a lot of lube. A lot of what? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So again, how much do you want for Lacey? Well, Mr. Master, sir, I'm sorry, but she is not for sale at all. I had to leave her once because I got a bad tip on a bet, and now that I'm back, I'm not going to give her up again. There is no price for her that I'll be willing to accept. Hot damn, you are a good man. Well, I respect that. She's all yours, my good man. A great woman deserves a good man. 
and she's got one with you. The two of them shook hands and the master left the city to return to his home. That night, Lacey met with Lex and they talked about the deal he had refused earlier. You dumb ass. That's a fucking ton of money. But I would never put a price on our love. Well, you should have said that four years ago. Lacey joked with him and they went about their lives. The next day, Lacey returned to the master's home to say her goodbyes to her friends and, of course... She wanted to say goodbye to Olga. Olga gave her a huge bear hug and said to her, Oh, you little sweetheart. Now you better stay safe in whatever you do and wherever you go. And if that prick leaves you again, tell me and I'll hunt him down. Thank you, Olga. I will miss you and I hope you enjoy giving the others your pudding pop. Olga laughed, but she knew she was right. As Lacey went over to the master, she reached in her pocket and grabbed a small box out of it and laid it on the table in front of the master. The master didn't say a word and neither did Lacey. The master soon opened up this small box and realized that in this box was every single gift he had given her over the past four years. Every single trinket and pendant he had given her during that time. As he looked up to say something to her, She was nowhere to be seen. Whoa, what a story that was. I need to get something off my chest, though, about this episode. And when I was writing it, that character Olga was one of the funniest characters I've ever, ever written about. When I was writing her lines, I could only think of that fartfin lady from Robin Hood and Men in Tights. You know that one I'm talking about who jumps onto her horse and the horse moves and she eats shit? Fucking hilarious. Also, if you haven't seen that movie in a long time, please go watch it again. It's still absolutely hilarious. I also love bringing up this story with friends of mine as it was just a wild roller coaster of emotions and feelings and even some questions. I mean, the gambling debt is probably really common, no? And the whole idea of the horse track in this time and age was fun to think about when writing it. And as you might have figured out, I wrote this entire episode story while thinking about that Robin Hood Men in Tights movie. It's a great fucking movie, it's so funny. And even Dave Chappelle was in it too. And if you got any other questions that you're a little curious about, go on and head over to the Plum Forest Podcast subreddit to get any of those questions you might have answered in a timely manner. Today's voices were done by a fantastic group of people. First off, a huge thanks to all of those lovely people who helped me out with the voices. The master role was done by one of the dudes from the podcast called A Pint with Peter. What these fellows do is they sit down and have a pint with an older gentleman who tells them stories like we do. I mean, they tell amazing stories. Almost as good as me, wink wink. Either way, it's such a funny show that has great stories to help you kill some time. The voice of Lacey was done by the lovely Nikki from the In Bed with Nikki podcast. 
She was actually in our season one episode of The Dorm Room. And all they want to do is take shots and just get fucked up on their daddy's dime. See? Remember that voice? Same person. Well, her podcast is going great, and she's telling stories that are definitely not safe for work, but they are done really well, and if you like that kind of thing, be sure to give her show a listen. Lex was done by Danny, who is an absolute amazing voice actor. When I asked him for a sample of his work, he sent me a voice of Handsome Jack from Borderlands, and I hit this dude up faster than you could blink. It really was great to work with him on this one. And lastly, the wonderful voice of Olga was done by Eleanor Anwen. Eleanor is also a fantastic voice actor that absolutely crushed this role. I mean, it was fucking hilarious and she did a fantastic job for it. She's got her own podcast called Fashion and Foibles, which you should go check out after this. All of these people's lovely links can be found on this episode's webpage at PlumForest.com. Go and show them all some love and listen to the great work that they do. And before we go, back in mid-October, which felt like ages ago, I tweeted out to try and find anyone who wanted to help with some voices for our show. And I said I would shout out anyone who retweeted it, so let's get going on that list. A shout out to... The Bad Heroes Podcast, Hex Grid Heroes Podcast, Not Safe for Wizards Podcast, Light Cat VA, Marilyn Chin, Emily Snyder, Sarah of Golding, Hey Han Podcast, Javi himself, Mr. Wasabi, T Fury Money Man, also congrats on the new job, Tommy, Kayla Valderas, Shadow of a Dark Podcast, Ando Valentine, Two Pits in a Pod, Jake Howard, you goober. Mind Bloom Podcast, The Slam City Podcast, Grief Burrito Over Across the Pond, and The Wonderful Mute Errant. Thanks for helping spread the word, everyone, and I really do appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on all our socials at Plum Forest Pod. Our website still has cool merch, and we have so many stickers that we want to send them to you for free. Literally, free. So go head on over to our website and click the merch tab and there will be stickers for free. And if you don't want to pay the 75 cents shipping, use code STICKERS, S-T-I-C-K-E-R-S, at checkout to get those stickers sent to you for free. Next week we got another crazy story that will make you wonder what the hell you just listened to, so you don't want to miss it. Until next time everyone, take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.